Hi, and welcome to Sheepcast. The date is August 28th, 2020, and I'm Max Park. This is our daily devotional and prayer on Colossians. Today's passage is Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 13. This is what the Word of God reads. So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Amen. The words of Paul and the word of God as we read today. Paul begins an admonition of the church, a, if you will, application of some of the truths that he has been dwelling on and expanding on in the previous two chapters as well as the opening 11 verses chapter 3. So in retrospect, in, in sight, in light of the things that Paul has taught us in the opening paragraph of or opening section of chapter 3 in the first four verses where we are resurrected, we are, sorry, we are first uh, dead, we, we, we are in our union with Christ as believers, uh, we die with Christ in his death, and we are raised up with Christ in his resurrection. And then, of course, in verses 5 to 11, as we examine the last two days in our study, uh, we are to consider our, our our fleshly desires, our earthly body, dead to the immoralities, the impurities, the passions, the evil desires, the greed, which, of course, amounts to idolatry, as he says in verse 5 of chapter 3. And, of course, Paul reminds us yet again of the truth of the one who is in union with Christ as believers. So, he says in verse 12, so, as those where all of these things are true, the union with Christ, the deadness to sin, the aliveness or the the life in Christ, the resurrection in Christ, the new creation that is a reality in, in your life, all of these things, having been chosen of God, none of us chose God on our own free will. God chose us on His own free will, right? And so, yes, we use the language of, do we have faith? Do we do we uh, follow God, right? Do we choose to follow? We use this type of language, but we, of course, know uh, from a sovereign perspective and from an orthodox Christian position that, of course, it is God who is the one doing the choosing, initiating the regeneration of the human heart to even consider, even look towards God. This is what we mean by election or predestination. So as those who have been chosen of God, right, and this, is, of course, is the extension of God's mercy and grace upon His chosen, uh, decreed universally even before all of creation. We are converted solely on the basis of God's free, uh, God's effectual, free, uninfluenced, uncoerced, sovereign grace and mercy, which He alone has the right to extend to those who, whom He deems um, by His own free will. Right? We are holy and beloved in sight of in sight of God because of his chosenness of us, because of his choosing of us. In light of this, having known this, knowing that you deserve hell, knowing that as sinners we deserve nothing but death, having found life through God's grace and mercy, Paul just admonishes the church. He just, he cannot, this is not just a diagnosis, this is not a prescription, right? What Paul is saying is, please, it's an urgent call to the church. Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Look at how these things counter the list of verse 5. Immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, idolatry. Uh, 
right? Countered by compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, right? And look at the language, put on a heart, right? He said before to, we are to um, consider dead our earthly bodies to these things, immorality, impurity, passions, and all that stuff. He also said, put them all aside. Verse eight, anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, he says. And it's almost juxtaposed today in verse 12. Put on instead a heart. In the Hebrew culture of the time, or in generally speaking in Hebrew, understanding and traditional Jewish understanding, the heart is the central CPU. It's the source of, um, of emotion. It's the source of, um, it's a figurative way. It's a metaphor for uh, the central central unit of, of, of emotion, of human um, human feelings, right? And so this Paul is saying, look, our hearts are to be um, shaped. If we're to be, if we're in Christ and we're shaped by Christ and molded by Christ, our heart should be one of compassion, right? Compassion, of course, is the extension of, uh, of sympathy, of empathy, of having an understanding, having a desire to love, right? Uh, to consider others before us. Kindness refers, of course, to being good to others. It's goodness of towards others that that really extends onto them in a manner in which we treat them higher than us. Humility, of course, is in, in a similar line. Humility is exactly that. It is the opposite of the self-love, the selfishness, the self-centeredness that pollutes our idolatry and sinfulness. Gentleness, of course, uh, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5. Gentleness or meekness, as some Bibles translated, um, of course, is the willingness to suffer, right? I means gentleness is the willingness to be one of a the one who is inflicted, the one who is uh, victimized, the one who is hurt uh, in for the sake of others, right? Patience, of course, is this great Christian virtue, this great Christian value that we find littered throughout Scripture, awarded and re- sorry, rewarded um, and praised, right? Patience is rewarded and praised so highly, right? It's a it, in some translations, in the direct translation of the Greek, uh, some people translate it as willing to suffer long. Right or long suffering, right? It is the complete opposite of of, of the list we see um, prior that we examined yesterday in verse eight: anger, wrath, malice, slander, abuse, speech. These are all things that come out of the one who is impatient. And then, of course, he says, "Bear with one another." Echoes of Jesus' own commandments to his own disciples to love one another. And of course, in the Sermon on the Mount, it opens with the statement to forgive one another. Forgiveness, of course, is you know, I mean, brothers and sisters, brother or sister, if you're sitting at home today and forgiveness is foreign in your life, yet you are one who claims to have been elect and received um, through God's grace and mercy, forgiveness for your sins, sins that deserve death, sins that deserve eternal punishment, to sit there and say, I am forgiven, but I am unwilling to forgive others of their sins, whatever that sin may be. And a lot of atheists claim Christians are immense hypocrites, right? And, you know, I've I've talked about this extensively at church and to different groups. I've received questions on Christian hypocrisy very, like, many, many times. Why is it so inconsistent, right? Uh, Christian behavior and, and Christian doctrine, why is it so different? 
And there's always, I think there's a rebuttal to those questions. But this is the area that baffles me the most as I pastor and as I engage with, especially young Christian, not even just young, just all ages, let's just say. Why is it so foreign to us, the practice of forgiveness, yet it is the very thing we seek from God. The central message and benefit of the gospel lies and rests on Christ's atoning work in his redemption of us as sinners, that he would forgive us even though we once stood as enemies before him. And yet, we turn to our brother, we turn to our sister, because of our petty human emotion and our self-centeredness, we are unwilling to extend the very thing God was willing to extend unto us. If you're sitting at home today, I don't mean to rebuke you, I don't mean to discourage you, but if forgiveness is foreign in your life, Please, I plead and I beg with you today with Paul's words in verse 13. Forgive each other. Just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. That is my prayer for you, pastorally and as a brother in Christ. I hope and pray this would be a testimony of your own life. Uh, it has been for me. There was a moment in my life where, you know, I... I I was deeply hurt, deeply, deeply hurt. And by any secular measure, it would have been warranted for me to end my relationship with this person. But that is when I realized the depth of Christ's cross and the forgiveness extended by his grace. And I hope that that would be a truth and a reality that you can comprehend today. Let's pray together. Thank you, God, for having chosen us to consider us holy and beloved. Help us, O Lord, to put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Help us, O Lord, to bear with one another. The Lord, if there's anyone that we have complained against, that just as you forgave us, that we will forgive them. Thank you, God, 